Let's Science is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. We live in a universe of scientific wonders. Every day, scientists are inching towards breakthroughs which can change our lives. We're playing our small part in sharing these wonders with you. That's why today is a fine day for science. So let's science. This will be the best science topic you have ever been oh, part of. Oh, don't know, Lizzie. You can't we, say we that. Are. Caroline's but, science topics are great. Oh, no, there's a reason why she'll love this one. Yeah, yeah but... Lizzie, you briefed me on it before we did the... Okay. Yeah. We started the episode, and yeah. it's actually yes, I like it. Yeah. Okay, all right. Okay. It's top ten. Okay. Oh, top yeah. five. Yeah. 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 It's going to be one of her top for for twenty twenty four. Yeah. It's going to be in the top ten. Yeah. Now, what's happened is, Caroline, you've been quite busy still I'm settling sorry, down. From, yes. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah, fine. And we know that when when Caroline hasn't got time to do a science topic, it goes to me and Lino and. We know that, you know, we always find something weird, wonderful out there. A bit strange, yeah. But it's and, still uh, science and it's fun. Still and, science you know, and it's fun, yeah. yep. Well, I, th- I think so, I'm going to call us the young Roman concrete boys. Oh, brothers. Uh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> all the melting brothers? robots. Yeah, no, yeah. no, Murray Brothers yep. is too taken, isn't it? Okay. Murray Brothers, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, taken, yeah. sorry. <sighs> yeah. Okay, concrete bros. Yeah, concrete bros. I am so happy I found this topic because this spoke Caroline. Nothing speaks Caroline more than the the word <laughs> Pikmin. All right, Pikmin. So yeah, for those who have never heard this word before, P I K M I N. Pikmin is a game on Nintendo which started with I think the Nintendo sixty four, right? The GameCube. GameCube. GameCube sorry, yeah, mm. and wow. it's a game where you're a pilot of a spaceship that crashes on a unknown planet. And you discover these creatures called Pikmin. They're these little creatures of different colors with have leaves or flowers popping out of their heads. And, and they help you to perform tasks so that you can repair your spaceship and get away or whatever it is that you're meant to be doing. So I'll say more about what they actually are according to what the article says. But Caroline is a connoisseur of the Pikmin. A connoisseur? Is- <laughs> I love it. <laughs> She, she is the reason that Pikmin, that Nintendo keep making Pikmin games. We're up to Pikmin Four now. There's even a mobile game yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. which I play actually. Which, <laughs> she is absolutely yeah the biggest fan that there ever was. And because of her, talk about evangelization. Caroline has I've done you know, a my, good job. My kids oh, like no. Pikmin. I've played a couple of games and finished it. And it's it's yeah. spread throughout. The, Jared and his family have Pikmin. Jared's yeah. children. Yeah. yeah. If only yeah. I could evangelize as well for Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go therefore and make disciples of Pikmin. Yeah. I've done it. Yeah. I've, I've done yeah. that. Bit. Baptizing <laughs> them in the name of the red one, the yellow one, and the blue one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all the new so, ones. No. And, and all the new yeah. ones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and all those extra ones. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so I found an article from Science News Explores, which I'm going to summarize as part of today's topic. And it, it, I, I was okay with understanding it. And Caroline, because you're here, thankfully, you'll be, able to, you'll be able to jump in and say a couple of things too. But it says Pikmin's plant animal mashups don't exist, but sun powered animals do. These hybrids may be the best of both worlds when it comes to food. And then there's a picture in the article. So if you want to see it in the show notes, there's a link. There's a little image of a a red Pikmin there. And the caption says, all Pikmin sport a single leaf that can develop into a flower. 
Pikmin might host these leafy additions to get an added energy boost. And so we'll talk about more what the leaves and I know Caroline's already got some thoughts on that too. Yeah, because she already read the article and picked out some of the inaccuracies. So I, I know you're correct oh, as we go along. Here we go. So it says this in the and uh, whoever wrote as Aaron Tremper who wrote this article must be a, a Pikmin fan or uh, at least so good. Yeah, surely. Really good. Yeah. So it says in the Pikmin video games, strange beings known as Pikmin help you survive on an alien planet. Each brightly colored Pikmin starts off as a sapling with roots like toes and a single leaf on its head. As the creature matures, the leaf transitions into a flower. Actually, you need nectar to make a flower, don't you, Caroline? Yes, you do. It oh. doesn't just mature. You need to eat, they need to eat nectar. Okay. But anyway. Okay. So, right. Unless it's planted in the ground for a while and then it does mature. To oh, you're right. It does. Yeah, correct. Yeah. 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 More about it than I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, Caroline knows everything. I'm telling you. Yep. Sorry. Um, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah. It makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But these plant-like life forms behave like animals. So they behave like animals. All right. So they, for example, they co- cooperate to forage for nectar. They hunt giant creatures and haul prey back to their, not nests, Caroline, but... It's an onion. Onions, an that's onion. right. They call it it's onion, yeah. It's a spaceship yeah. Site sort of thing, but yeah, yeah, they call it an onion. <laughs> yeah, but they haul things back to their onions, which this article is called nests. Some uh, clear obstacles with explosive rocks. Others breathe underwater using gills. The article says they're more like animals, right? Now, plants here on Earth aren't quite as talented. However, mm. it's not unheard of for an animal to be able to practice a bit of photosynthesis. So what they're going on here about is that while animals, they, we can have, we do also have our own plant-like animals, animals that can do plant-like things as well, just like Pikmin. These are known as mixotrophs, so creatures that, or animals that are capable of enjoying a bit of photosynthesis. They fuel themselves by harnessing the energy of the sun, just mm. like plants do. That makes but sense. they also, mm. yeah. But they also eat other organisms as well, like yes. animals do. So they've yes. got the best of both worlds. Yep. So some of these animals get their light-absorbing powers from microbes stored in their bodies. Others do it by stealing chloroplasts from the food or chloroplasts from the food that they eat. Uh, some mixotrophs even look like they're growing their own tiny leaves, just like Pikmin. Pikmin are most likely animals. All right, says Mola, a plankton ecologist from the University of California, Santa Barbara. So even here we are, we've got ecologists at universities talking about pigment, which I love. <laughs> so despite their leaves, pigment move on their own work and working groups. This suggests that they have a complex nervous system. Now, Nintendo hasn't confirmed this, but uh, it'd be great if they did come out and just tell us what they thought. All right, so maybe they have com- zeros and ones, something like uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. They're more digital yeah. creatures, really. Yeah. yeah. But if they were real, they might have a complex nervous system, yes. just yeah. on wow. observation. They might be a mix of two different species. While they look like a single organism, these leafy critters might in fact be animals that host a plant ALGA. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all right, in their body. Many ways to say it. Yeah. <laughs> so like plants, most algae practice photosynthesis. They have special structures called chloroplasts that convert light and carbon dioxide into sugars. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is the process of photosynthesis. Yeah. So certain animals in the real world have come to rely on these solar powered algae for foods. Mm. So here are two examples. Mm -hmm. Coral. Okay. Good old Ah, uh, stony coral. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. These corals often look like plants, but they're actually colorful cousins of jellyfish. Their calcium carbonate skeletons keep them anchored in one place. At night, most corals hunt using their stinging tentacles. Corals aren't picky. They'll feast on anything from small fish and floating eggs to microscopic animals called zooplankton. 
Corals live along tropical coasts and they can't rely on hunting to get enough energy. Coral reefs or the buildup of hundreds oh, yeah. of years of coral go. skeletons. Yes. Yep. Yeah. They attract mm. divers and snorkelers because of their crystal clear waters. But these unclouded views often means that there's little food for corals to eat. Yeah. So tropical mm. corals make up for this shortage by housing an algae known as, and I'm glad that they've got the phonetic spelling next to the actual <laughs> word. Yeah. So zoan, zoanxanthellae. Uh, they're called. Wow. This is a particular kind of algae. And they store this algae in their tissue. So they've got like a, would you call it a symbiotic relationship, Caroline? Is that a fair enough? Yeah, good. Wow. Uh, it's trying to dig up my year nine science and remember. <laughs> so these reef building corals set up shop in shallow water where they're exposed to plenty of sunlight. The corals offer these algae carbon dioxide and shelter. And so safely tucked away, the algae produce sugars and amino acids. The corals get most of their nutrition from these substances. Up to 90% of the materials in the algae photosynthesize are passed on to their coral hosts. The corals use these compounds for food and grow their exoskeletons. So there's a, an example of an animal that also relies on photosynthesis, just like, just like a Pikmin, apparently. Another one, and this one is really cool. So you've got to get on the article, anyone who's, who's listening, and check out the picture of this crazy little creature that looks like something you'd find in Pikmin. These... Yeah. Okay. So the title says solar slugs. Okay. You so that's, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. So not all animals get energy through photosynthesis are as great about sharing them with zooxanthellae. Some slugs steal chloroplasts instead from the algae that they eat. And this process is called kleptoplasty. Okay. So I guess like a kleptomaniac or steal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. So kleptoplasty is the process and the slug is called sacoglycin, I think it is, or sap suggy, sucking sea slugs. <laughs> Try and say that 10 times fast. Um, so I'm sorry. They, they, give, give me something. When you say that sap sucking sea, sea slug, it sounds like you're teasing someone. Or like an insult. An insult. We'll Get over here, yeah, sap sucking sea slug. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, no. That's like an insult. Yeah. It, they're doing very well. Like wow. Bloated sack of protoplasm. Yeah, you bloated sack of protoplasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Wow. Stimpy stimpy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, these slugs, they don't house algae or give them a home. They actually eat the algae and, and oh. they've got little teeth where they pierce it open. And they slurp up the innards of the algae. They suck up all the insides. Wow. And then they stockpile the chloroplasts from eating the algae in their digestive glands. Mm -hmm. And then the chloroplasts actually help supplement the slug's diet, especially when the algae are scarce. So unlike the corals, the slugs get most of their nutrition from digesting the algae itself. Terence Gosliner, a marine biologist, studies the sea slugs at the California University Academy of Sciences in San Francisco. Sorry, a lot of wordy wordiness today. But the chloroplasts are hidden in the slugs' bodies within fleshy folds called parapodia. And he says if you open the parapodia, the inside is just bright green from all of these chloroplasts. Mm, so mm, the mm. sea slug species can keep using the chloroplasts for nearly a year. But that kind of mileage is usually unusual. So most of these slugs maintain their energy harvesting machinery for a couple of weeks at most, and then they replace them by eating more algae. It says here, could Pikmin be hoarding chloroplasts from the food that they eat in the leafy structure on its head? Probably not. So Caroline, I guess you'd agree with that too. It says animals that steal chloroplasts tend to be slow moving. Chloroplasts wouldn't provide enough energy for Pikmin to do all the lifting, the sprinting, and the battling that they do every day. They would need more energy than they consume. 
Yeah, so he says, if and if an action requires more energy than you're capturing, you're not going to last that long. So it says Pikmin would need a lot more leaves to soak up sunlight like the sea slugs do. The slugs that photosynthesize are often, they often have lots of leaf-like appendages. So they grow things that look like leaves. So they can photosynthesize with the chloroplast that they steal. So it says here, rather than a single leaf, you'd need a head of lettuce growing on top of Pikmin for it to work. So it says here, Pikmin might have another use for the foliage on their heads. It could be to use to lure prey. And Carolyn, I think you might see if oh, this is a bit no. inaccurate. Um, oh. But they're taking their cues from real real animals or real plants, mm-hmm. yeah. The flower could attract insects looking for a sip of nectar. They could be for fooling pollinators and coming closer before scarfing them up. He says, in this way, Pikmin could just be big flying Venus flytraps. It's it's interesting that someone has decided to do the science of Pikmin talking about an animal that can photosynthesize or an, an animal that was also a plant. Caroline, give us a bit of an assessment of the science of Pikmin. What do you think? What are your thoughts on this? Creatures that take chloroplasts to make their food fantastic. That is great. Mm. I love it. And I love the little yeah. leaves on it. However, yeah. Pikmin mm. don't have leaves on their head for to use yeah. to photosynthesize. As we would yeah. know, if you play Pikmin 4, you would realize. You would know. That the leaves, the leaf they use is actually to help them breathe on the planet that they're on. There you because go. Because when the little hoctation, the, the, when you're the little spacemen that come to the planet where the Pikmin are, they actually have a helmet on. And a part in the game where the, they get stolen and then taken into a little cave and they're turned into a head of leaves which ah. means they don't need to wear their helmet anymore and they're able to breathe on the planet. Oh. That's how we got to get that from that. But, yes, yeah. uh, there's a lot to the Pikmin game. There's so much. Yeah. But a uh, fascinating, totally fascinating article. I love it and I love yeah. how someone was able to relate, relate Pikmin to real creatures. And just as a side note, though, this is also Pikmin and science together. Yeah. A lot of the like little enemy creatures that are in Pikmin, because it's very gardeny, right? So yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of plants and insects, but insects that they've based or the creatures are based on real life insects. So mm. like you'll have some called like bull bulbs that they go around and they chew ah, yes. the Pikmin up. And but there's also um, something that looks very much like my green leaf insect. So she looks like she's a Monteith stick insect. She looks like a uh, leaf. Yeah right? And Mm -hmm. she's got hands that go forward. In the Pikmin game, they go forward and they capture the Pikmin and they eat them. However, in real life, it's given them a bad rap because in real life, leaf insects actually eat leaves. (laughs) But I love how they've drawn inspiration from biology, real Real life things, insects, real life creatures and and adapted them to the game. So it's fantastic. Yeah. It's really cool. Nice, nice. Yeah. Good one. If there are any more science of computer games that we like, we'll totally. have to give them a go. Yeah, yeah it's good. That was really fun. Good pick, Lindsay. I love yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> so or fun. good Pikmin, as they might say. But, oh. yeah. but Caroline, I officially now hand over the science mantle to you, Thank so you. we can get some real science next time. Yeah, real science. Yeah, Let's Science is brought to you by StarQuest Media and is a fortnightly podcast that brings you the scientific wonders of our universe from a distinctly Catholic point of view. For more from Caroline, Lindsay, and friends, listen to the StarQuest show, Catholics of Oz. Find links from today's show at sqpn.com science and find the Catholics of Oz at sqpn.com oz. Be sure to follow the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts, 
or on the SQPN YouTube channel. The generous donations of our patrons at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue Let's Science and all the shows at StarQuest, which makes our nonprofit mission possible. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Join us next time for more scientific wonders. And thank you for listening to Let's Science on StarQuest. Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy. Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World. Find the show wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash mysterious.